This week on Out of the Air, our whole interview features lead singer and guitarist for the Chicago-based rock band The Great Crusades, Brian Crum, who has been performing for well over 20 years, who will be both sharing about the band and his own upcoming solo music projects. Our spotlight is on Michigan City's Footlight Players' upcoming production, Miracle on South Division Street, running November 5th through the 14th. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. You're in the know with Esther and Larry. Art on the air today. Stay in the know with Larry and Esther. Art on the air our way. Express yourself through art. And show the world your heart, express yourself you are, and show the world your heart. Welcome, you're listening to Art on the Air on WVLP 103.1 FM and Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM, our weekly program covering arts and arts events throughout Northwest Indiana and beyond. I'm Larry Breckner of New Perspectives Photography, right alongside here with Esther Golden of The Nest in Michigan City. Aloha, everyone. We're your hosts for Art on the Air. Art on the Air is supported by an Indiana Arts Commission Arts Project Grant through South Shore Arts and the National Endowment for the Arts. Art on the Air streams live at WVLP.org and is rebroadcast on Monday at 5 p.m., plus is also heard on Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, every Sunday at 7 p.m., also streaming live at lakeshorepublicradio.org and is available on Lakeshore Public Radio's website as a podcast. Our spotlight interviews are also heard Wednesdays on Lakeshore Public Radio. Information about Art on the Air is available at our website, breck.com slash AOTA. That's breck, B-R-E-C-H dot com slash AOTA. That includes a complete show archive, spotlight interviews, plus our show is available on multiple podcast platforms, including NPR One. Please like us on Facebook, Art on the Air, WVLP, for information about upcoming shows and interviews. We'd like to welcome to Art in the Air Spotlight from the Footlight Players. They are kind of an upcoming production in November that they're going to talk about. We have director Denise Barco and assistant director Joe Blanchard. Welcome to Art on the Air Spotlight. Hi, Larry. So tell us about your upcoming production this fall, Miracle on South Division Street, November 5 through the 14th. Yes, uh, it's called Miracle on South Division Street. It's written by a gentleman, Tom Dudzik who lives in New York and grew up in Buffalo, where this play takes place. He actually grew up in an area where there was a 20-foot statue to the Virgin Mary next to a barber shop. Barber shop was encased in wood and glass and stone. The legend is that she appeared to and offered world peace. Forty-five years later, Tom went back to that neighborhood and the statue was still standing, despite the fact that the the neighborhood had gone into urban blight. And he decided there was a story here. So he created a family called the Nowaks. And it is based on this statue that their grandfather, who was a barber, built in honor of the Virgin Mary. So the interesting thing is that there's a... an explanation about this statue that gets discovered during the show. And it takes place on the evening of Christmas. So how did you come in contact? How did you find out about this play and this author? Well, Footlight has a play reading committee, and they choose the plays. 
So this is one that they chose to do for our Christmas play. And uh, Joseph, uh, tell us a little bit about what your involvement is as assistant director uh, to uh, what Denise is doing. Uh, well, some of my things are to, you know, help Denise um, see if there's anything maybe needs adjusted with uh, character development, things like that. And to, you know, run around and get things that we might need to help out with the actors. Very have good. You, have you been doing all in-person um, rehearsals or have you had to do anything remotely? No, so far. No, everything's been, doing... been in person. And are there any um, are there any protocols for in the theater at, you know, it's hard to know what's going to happen in November, I guess. But what as protocols? Right now, yeah, as of for right now, um, as long as the actors are on stage, they don't have to wear their mask. But uh, if you do come to Footlight to see the show, you will be required to have your mask on the inside. Well, let's talk about the COVID while we have. That's actually taken you down for a period of time. So tell us a little about the impact that that's had over this past year and uh, what you're looking forward to doing, uh, either Denise or Joe. Well, uh, it shut us down and we started reopening in June. We did um, sort of a welcome back reader theater for, for one X. Uh, we've done some fundraisers. Laura Meyer did um, Alice. What was that, Joe? Alice uh, in the Heavens or something. And oh, yeah, yeah, it was a musical review. Yeah, and then uh, Bobby just did. We're not in Kansas anymore. Again, as a fundraiser to keep us open, keep us going. So this is our first like full length production. So the actors in this production, have they worked with Footlight before or is this a new group of actors to the theater? Uh, there are four actors in this show and they've all been on stage before. Um, Clara is played by Debbie Bartholomew. And Clara is the family matriarch. She's kind of... Um, in large and in charge, <laughs> no nonsense. She's Polish. She was born in Poland. And then uh, Beverly is played by Bobby Loretson, who's been on stage before. And Beverly's the oldest sister. Um, she's very sassy. And Ruth is the middle child. And Ruth is the one that um, wants, she wants to put on a one woman show. But she has to get permission from her family about this story. And she's played by Crystal Lundstrom Sobus. And then Jimmy is the baby of the family. And he's a garbage man. He's witty. He um, loves his family. And he is played by Alex Bonner. So tell us what else we might have to come see uh, during the season, other th shows you have uh, on the line uh, at uh, Footlight. Okay. Um, we have The Sound of Music coming up in the spring. Um, we have Jerry's Girls, which will be coming up in um, February. And there's another show. I think it's Drinking Habits in April. Uh Oh, yeah, yeah, drinking habits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Larry. Are you, do you still have your open mic? Is that still going on? 
As of no. right now, no, just because of everything that has been going on with COVID. Um, you know, we're still trying to ease into things. Well, tell us a little bit. We're about ready to wrap up here in about 30 seconds. Tell us a little bit how people can find out about uh, Footlight Players, where you're located, website, everything like that, contact information. For Footlight's website, you can go to footlightplayers.org to find out all any information about that. And for our phone number... I've got it. How about uh, 219-874-4035? That's 219-874-4035. Footlight Players is located at 1705 Franklin Street in Michigan City. Miracle on South Division Street, November 5 through the 14th. And don't miss the other productions at Footlight. We have Jerry's Girls, which is February 4 through the 20th. Uh, Drinking Habits, which is in April, April 1st through the 10th. And The Sound of Music. That's coming in June 3rd and running through the 19th. Uh, this is the directors. Denise and Joe, thank you so much for coming on Art on the Air Spotlight. No, thank you. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. You're listening to Art on the Air, WVLP 103.1 FM and on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM. Wanna get in the van Me and all my childhood friends Playing in a rock and roll band Going on like to welcome to Art in the Air uh, from the Great Crusades. It's a band that, uh, well, they look back to many things in Chicago. They've been there about 20 years and include a whole range of collaborators. But we're going to have uh, one of the people that's actually one of the forces behind it, both doing that and his own solo work. And we're going to listen to some of the music. Uh, please welcome to Art on the Air, Brian Crum. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Brian. Hello. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. Glad to have you. Well, we always like to start our interviews kind of with your whole background, uh, how you got from where you were to where you are now. So tell us about yourself. Right, right. Um, well, I grew up in the St. Louis area and um, also spent a good time in the Champaign-Urbana community where I went to college. But all of this time, I think uh, starting at about age 12, I started playing guitar and I was also playing saxophone in the school band. Um, so I've been playing music probably um, for about 38 years. <laughs> so did you have a uh, musical family? Were there instruments in the house? Is that how um, you picked up your first I, one? I think I was the first one. My brother plays My brother Tim plays guitar now, and I occasionally play with him when I'm down in the St. Louis area because they also live down there. But um, I was the first to to sort of pick up an instrument in my household. Although the house was definitely filled with music lovers, I actually used to um, quite frequently um, loan uh, take take out a loan for my uh, borrow, I should say, borrow you know records from both my dad and my brother. My brother especially introduced me to bands like uh, that are so still some of my favorites today: Camper Van Beethoven, REM, and you know a lot of them new wave. Uh, bands as well so it's definitely a house filled with music you know um and i think i started my first band with um people that i actually still play with believe it or not um <laughs> all these years later uh chris motor who's uh the current drummer in uh the great crusades also a uh, film composer a tv uh composer as well tv music um 
we started a band when we were in, I think, fifth grade, fifth and sixth grade. And our first gig, our first gig was actually our sixth grade graduation party. So, wow, that's pretty good. Which featured uh, Christian's uh, mom on keyboard. She sat in with us. It was, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> and I think she sat in on, uh, what did we play? We played some old classic rock numbers, but we also played uh like stray cats drought and some 80s music as well so were you the vocalist then the lead one, um i did did sing. you also did, share i did sing and play guitar and um later on in high school i started a band with my friends um it was called the straight curbs and we would play <laughs> you know we would play at the uh cottonwood skate corral we would play at people's parties and then eventually uh, we started playing frat parties, BFW halls, Knights Columbus Hall, um, you know, those type of gigs. Um, I are there any that. recordings from that time? I mean, Actually, you- there are. Yeah, uh, we, were, we, were, we had a, a, a PA with a little built-in uh, cassette tape um, player that you could actually record live. And um, Brian Hunt who was also playing with me uh, back then and who also is a current member of the Great Crusades, um, uh, sort of archived all that, uh, all the recordings from back then. And they are quite, quite hilarious and actually not bad at all, <laughs> you know, as far as performance wise goes, you know. What about uh, your voice? Is it, was it deep then as well? It probably changed quite a bit, you know, uh, as I got older, um, but I've always had sort of a, not baritone, but I think, yeah, I think they did. When I was taking vocal lessons, the short time that I did take vocal lessons, I think they identified me as a, as a baritone. Um, but it's always been pretty deep, I think. Yeah, hearing hearing the songs on all the things that we previewed for the show, I would definitely classify you as a baritone. Um, yeah. And uh, everything. That's, so. that's, but that's told me. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't research it that uh, much, but anyway, uh, so growing up in the Collinsville, St. Louis area, Collinsville is a sort of a suburb of St. Louis, uh, was playing in bands all through high school. We played in St. Louis quite a bit. Um, there were bands like uncle Tupelo was around back then. Um, the urge and a bunch of contemporaries of ours, um, are still playing music today. Um, and then, uh, four of us went up to Champaign-Urbana to go to college up there, and um, we continued on and formed a band there called the Suede Chain. <laughs> you can still find um, you can still find uh, recordings uh, on uh, you know Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you however you choose to listen to music. You can find our records, the two that we did, and we had quite a bit of success with that band. We opened for Cheryl Crow, Oasis, uh, Matthew Sweet. And we were playing all up and down the East Coast as well as in the, the Midwest. And that, but that band kind of uh, after sc- after college, everybody sort of uh, started going their own ways. A couple of us went out to Los Angeles. A couple of us uh, went to the Chicago area, and that's when I, I formed um, the Great Crusades in, a, in about 1997, I would think. So St. Louis base, you know, and then I spent about nine years in, in Champaign-Urbana, which I still have a lot of great ties to both of those communities today. And uh, it was just a great, 
musical upbringing, you know, two great scenes. And then now based in Chicago and there's, you know, you can go on and on about the music that's available to see here really every night. If you are willing to make that uh, jaunt out you know, to the clubs or to the concert halls, it's, it's a great, great city to be in for a musician, for sure. So what would you classify the Great Crusades uh, genre? I mean, it, I, I, I've listened to the things that you send and we previewed for the show, but I'm not sure it's, like, it's easily pigeonholed. It seems to cover a lot of uh, variety. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's rock. It's rock music, but uh, it, it's got definitely an element of pop on some, uh, some tunes and then also a folk and blues, I would say, depending on. It really varies on the song. You know, a lot of a, a lot of people prefer to you know compare us to bands that we might sound like, which I think that we get a lot of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Tom Waits, Leonard um, Cohen, Leonard right. Cohen, the Jayhawks, uh, Camper Van Beethoven. You know, a lot of the same bands that we really have loved for years. REM, you know, um, is all kind of mixed up into this giant musical batch brew which is yes brew the of, stew uh, the stew of yes <laughs> yeah and that's that's you know one great thing about having played music um with the guys in the great crusades for for so many years is that you know it's it really is four different people's influences that combine to make the band's sound which is it's not really one person saying oh let's let's you know write a song like like uh, Warren Zevon or something like that, but it's it's you know each each particular song can go from one influence to another. Brian, did you or the Great Crusades ever play with um Steve Wynn in the Miracle Three or we it... did we did yeah we did and that's part of the uh, story behind that song. Um, I know because Linda Pittman, she's just great, and I know about is. you know I, love I mean Linda. I yeah. really love you know, female percussion. Oh, absolutely. She's a great yes, drummer. So. And uh, <laughs> I've only met, I've only actually talked to Steve and Linda probably a handful of times, but we played with them, I think twice at the same festival uh, in a town, small town called Beverung in Germany. And that were, that is where uh, Glitterhouse Records is based. That's where they have their headquarters. And that's the label that we were on. The Great Crusades was on for a number of years and we were back in so how did you make the the leap to europe um it was funny it was it was sort of just a lucky accident um somehow a smaller label uh trocadero records um got a copy of the first record first great crusades record in about i think it came out in uh december 1997 and um they got a copy of it and they asked if they could license it in Europe. And at that point, I really didn't have that much experience with putting out records internationally. I was always focused on the US. So it's just really a happy accident um, that they put out the record. Um, and then they also wanted us to tour. And we were like, heck, yeah, we'll come over there and tour with <laughs> We ended up just going the four of us, we didn't even have a tour manager or anything. And uh, Brian Hunt, the bass play player did the majority of the driving. Um, there's some really funny stories about being you know on tour in europe 
for the first time. Um, we Do you want the, to share a funny story? <laughs> uh, the first tour was um, hilarious because we spent about three hours trying to find uh, the highway in, in Berlin. We had flo- flown into Berlin and everyone we asked just kept pointing to where the highway entrance was. This is the Autobahn, the A1. And for the life of us, we could not find it. So we would stop at every you know place and go in and try our best German and then eventually switched to English. But I think the highlight of that first tour was probably when we put regular uh, gasoline into our diesel only. Oh, van. no. <laughs> yes, that was us. We're, we're those guys. And uh, we had to, uh, I walked to the, uh, luckily there's a call box on the Autobahn for, you know, American vans specifically, maybe that put <laughs> did, get, did get towed. And then basically the guy that fixed our, uh, you know, that drained the tank and changed out a few parts was basically like, so how much money do you have today? <laughs> right. Shelling out at that point, it was Deutschmarks still. So it was quite a pretty penny that we changed on that little uh, mishap. But, um, but in general, it just, we were blown away because we had never been there before and people were so enthusiastic about um, the music about listening very intently to the music and, um, you know, not letting us stop either. We would do encores every night and we only had, you know, one album at that point. And um, so we had to dive into our cover tunes, you know, that we remembered from various other bands. We wrote a couple new songs on the road and it was just a really great experience so much so that we ended up going back to Germany, Switzerland, Austria, all over Europe, probably more than, more than 20 times, I, I would say, at this point. But um, well, well, Brian, why don't we take uh, the first song, so we have a sample of what the Great Crusades sound like, sure, and tell sure. us a little bit about Sometimes on Sunday too, and then we'll Some, go ahead and play that. Yeah, Sometimes on Sundays too uh, was basically really inspired by my years um, in Champaign-Urbana specifically. This is a, a, it's really funny because most most songs that you write aren't, necessarily about a specific night or a specific day, but this one actually is. And it was uh, written about the first time that I ever saw my current wife, believe it or not. And I saw her at this party and I thought she was way really far out of my league. And that's part of the lyrics for the song. But it was at this house in Urbana that um, she lived there with a few of her um, friends. And they really did have parties pretty much every Saturday. And uh, also sometimes on Sundays, too. So that's the story <laughs> behind that song. Um, brief history of uh, sometimes on Sundays, too. That came out. I'm so glad that's a personal song because the lyrics are just, um, there's there's such a romance about Thank some you. of, just, it's like, <laughs> while I, like, yeah, there is. The, it's very, there's some really very, very just deeply romantic phrases. I appreciate that. I, I, I tried to reflect you know that moment and the sort of the way i was feeling at that point and can't remember exactly how i came up with the uh sometimes on sundays to line but i think that might have come first and then it worked backwards from from there um and that's uh that's the story of that song well let's take a listen to that this is a uh, brian crumb from the uh, great crusades sometimes on sundays too can't quite escape this thought and it's haunting me Follow me round the room 
would if I hadn't been there to see you that night If I was too late, arrived too soon You stood at the top of bending stairs With a face I won't forget Your friends filed in while this was happening On the night that we first met When there were parties on every Saturday Yet the house on Elmer Street And sometimes on Sunday soon And sometimes on Sunday soon I remember feeling so simple As you stared down from the stairs Thought you were so far out of my league I hid behind my hair When there were parties on every Saturday At your house on Eleanor Street And sometimes on Sunday soon And sometimes on Sunday soon Little did I know We'd meet again Accidentally While talking to friends Little did I know I'd fight for your Jupiter, I thought you glowed Like a star shining through the heart of the blackest night I would never put up a fight But let you have me any way you wanted me to be There were parties on every Saturday At the house on Eleanor Street And sometimes on Sunday Sometimes on Sunday soon There were parties on every Saturday At the house on Eleanor Street Sometimes on Sunday soon Sometimes on Sunday soon And that was from The Great Crusades, Brian Crumb, Sometimes on a Sunday too great lyrics. Yeah, Brian, I'm just so happy that's a personal experience song because when I read the lyrics and I listened to the song, I mean, like, truth be told, I thought you glowed like a star shining through the heart of the blackest night. Like, how beautiful is that? Thank you. That means a lot because uh, sometimes when you're writing songs, you like, uh, there's certain times that you say, you know, is anyone even really paying attention to any of this, <laughs> especially when you play live, because a lot of times, I, and I don't know if it's, you know, if you're listening to someone play a song that you're not familiar with the recorded version of it, sometimes it's actually hard to tell um, some of what the lyrics are. Well, but that really means a lot that uh, people, you know, take time to read the lyrics and listen to the lyrics. And because I definitely, 
spend a lot of time on. <laughs> <laughs> when you said when you do live, uh, you do mostly your own stuff, but you also do covers. And so, what yes. do you cover? Oh, let's see. What have we been doing lately? It kind of it kind of changes. Um, we do uh, the last gig we had. We did the Seeker by the Who. I don't know if you're familiar with that song. Um, we do like a lot of bands that we you know respect. I think uh, we used to do uh, Camper Van Beethoven, a couple different songs by them. Um, did some Warren Zevon in the past. You know, any Nick this- Cave. Those lyrics always we've bring never, me to tears. We've never, yeah, we've never covered Nick, and I think that's that might just because it's it's it, he is uh, such a hero of mine, and uh, um, I don't know that it's hard it's hard to do a Nick Cave song justice. You know, it's it's hard to sort of do it in your own style, which is something that we really kind of uh, we always try to do that. We don't really play note for note versions of songs. You know, we try to er- interpret them and sort of put them through the the Great Crusades blender. You know, and um, Nick Cave is so stylized and uh, that it's very hard to do that. The same way with same thing with Tom Tom Waits, who's another big hero of mine. Um, yeah, so much is in their delivery and the motion in their, mm-hmm. exactly. their delivery. Yeah. yeah, we have done one Tom Waits song called Last Leaf, and it, it's a song that fe- features uh, Keith Richards is all, also on the recording. It's also been one of my favorite Waits tunes, and it's a newer one, too, so it's, it's not. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a mutual friend in Michelle Schaefer, and she's doing yes. right now a series of songs that are darker versions of songs that we know. Like, I don't know, you have to check out her moon dance have her send oh. you that it's like so incredibly beautiful oh i definitely check that out that sounds amazing no fan morrison you're listening to art on the air with our guest today ryan crumb of the great crusades on wvlp 103.1 fm and on lakeshore public radio 89.1 fm well we'd like to explore a little bit more about the great crusade Tell us about uh, the song "Sons and Daughters" and the little story behind that, and then we'll take a Sons listen. Sons and Daughters, yeah, that was a that was sort of a almost a new direction um, for us because it is a lot a little bit more of a folk song. You know, it's not as rock as the stuff in the past. Um, it was probably written in uh, around the time that uh, not unironically. Uh, uh, that we started having kids. The band members started having, literally started having sons and daughters. So, but it was also inspired by um, some of the uh, trips that we took to Germany. There was a there's a ta- sit around the table is mentioned in the uh, in the lyrics, and that's about a specific table that belonged to a very good friend of ours, Rimbert, um, who is the uh, one of the main guys at Glitterhouse Records. And anytime we would tour. We would end up sitting around this table at the end of the tour or midway through the tour and just sitting there having some drinks, laughing, telling so many stories. And that's really you know, part of the inspiration behind the song. But it, it, it's also sort of a call to action, you know, to sort of seize the day. Um, and as you're getting older, that's no excuse to not do so much, do that. You know, that's really the spirit behind the song. Very good. Let's take a listen to it. Sons and Daughters from the Great Crusades, Brian Crump.
your poise I guess we take things as they come Ain't it funny how we couldn't wait We couldn't wait to get away Falling down, picking up pieces Some of us have just begun To make the same decisions they did When we were the daughters, when we were the sons Brian Crumb and Sons and Daughters. Yeah, I can't believe how yeah. lucky I got. Doesn't that say it all? <laughs> yes. That does really so, say it all. 
I'm, I would love to talk about the Montrose Saloon and how that happened. And it seems like it's such a blast. And yeah, it is. It's been great. I've done two of the, uh, two of the uh, shows in the, I guess you could call it a residency. It's the 15th of the month. And I was doing that from, I've done August and September. Now we have October, November, and December left. And I guess it was just my uh, idea that I pitched to Eric, who's the main talent buyer over at Montreux Saloon, also the owner. And he, I just thought it would look good on a poster. 15, big 15. And it's also kind of a catchy uh, way to remind people to, get out and enjoy the show. It just so, cause a lot of people ask you, you know, when you, when you're playing next, now I just have to say on the 15th of the month, every month for the rest of the year, uh, at the Montreux saloon, which is, uh, right in, uh, right in pretty much in the heart of uh, Chicago's Northwest side. It's on Mont Montrose, <laughs> Montrose so, and Richmond, I believe. So what is it like during, cause we're still in, we're still in our pandemic. So mm -hmm, what's, what's mm -hmm. the room like? For you. It's a small room. I think the capacity is uh, under 100. I think it's uh, technically 85 people that would be packed, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's a really magical room, one of my favorite places to play. Um, it reminds me of some of the clubs that I used to play back in, you know, my heyday back in Champaign-Urbana when I was traveling more around the, uh, the uh, East Coast um, for smaller clubs. But they do a really good job there. You have to wear masks when you're not drinking, um, which can be challenging if you're, you know, <laughs> uh, taking on and off the mask. But uh, they also are, are um, uh, requiring proof of vaccination or negative um, COVID test within the 48 hours before the show. And, you know, they really treat the musicians well there. And it's a great room. All the people that work there are music lovers. And Eric, is, the owner, is also... Uh, plays at the club himself too you know so he's got a number of projects um happening that are very exciting and it's a good place good good vibe good good tunes and good drinks brian you're embarking on some solo work here and uh yes. well first talk about steve and the miracle in just a second here one thing i've noticed though especially in your solo work is how it was engineered. It's very stereo perspective, being an old uh -huh. uh, recording engineer, and it has a very much of a full stereo sound, which doesn't seem and doesn't sound over processed. So that was just a comment about that. But tell us about Stephen the Miracle. Yeah, uh, I was going to re really quickly say that Christian Motor is uh, doing the production along with Brian Leach, who's uh, so it's kind of like it's it's a solo record that I started working on, and during the uh, pandemic, I took every day at five o'clock, I would. Uh, uh literally take an hour out of my day and try to write a song and then i it's i managed to string together about 25 straight days which i wrote a song per day um and most of them turned out okay believe it <laughs> unbelievably um but uh the steve and the miracle three was based on um i was trying to come up with a song that day and i just looked on my wall and there's a poster from uh, a festival that I played with Steve, Steve Wynn and the Miracle Three was one of the bands on it. And so those lyrics that you hear in the song are basically just, just going down the poster of all the bands listed on that poster. So it's for the, the festival was called the Orange Blossom Special. And this was in. Wow. What a great lineup that was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> so you, you hear all those different band names, you know, Neil Cassell mentioned him there. He recently passed away, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. 
um, Friends of Dean Martinez, Hazel Dean, all these different bands we played. So it was kind of just like a shout out, you know, to all those guys that uh, we had such a great time with. Well, let's take a listen to that. This Steve and the Miracle 3, Ryan Crum. I'm big in Iowa. I've hung out with Neil Cassell. Wake me when I'm under. I'll go to places in hell. And uh, you're working on other things like that on uh, your new venture here. You're kind of, I don't know if you call it a solo venture, but it's, it's more about you. It's not uh, doing the Great Crusades. And you have one called Stuck yeah. in the Van. Tell us about that. Yeah, that is, uh, a lot of people have reacted to that song. That um, I, I thought, originally I thought it was more of a throwaway song, but uh, it, a lot of people have really liked it. So I, I guess we'll keep it around for a while. But that's really, the story behind that song is, is really based on, um, back when I was touring with the suede chain, you know, doing all those shows on the East coast. I think the lyrics actually mention, you know, New York and Washington, DC, we would play, we would play New York city quite a bit back then. And I always loved going, you know, but also all the cities in between as well, working the way out there. <laughs> but, but it's really a story about, you know, what it's like being in the, being in the van, you know, getting in the van, being stuck in there for a month, 
you know, and all the fun parts, uh, as well as all the, uh, you know, the tedious parts. You know, so did that. you have tag along roadies? Is that what I mean? Because we it- did. Yeah. We had a bunch <laughs> of, a, a lot of friends would join us, you know, and then they would either love it or hate it or, you know, they'd join us for a few days and then maybe shuffle off to a different part of the country. But yeah, we did have a lot of fin- friends that would, uh, would join us. So a lot of great memories about those, those years. Well, let's go ahead and take a listen to that on your road trip, so to speak, when you're on the road. Yeah. Stuck in the van, Brian Crom. Gonna get in the van. Me and all my childhood friends. Playing in a rock and roll band. Going on the road again. Miscellaneous friends All trying to make amends So they can come for the ride So they can see what it's like inside Maybe we'll grow up and 
Stuck in the van, so if any of you have been in bands, you might know the feeling of that, Brian Crom. <laughs> you can empathize. Oh, no, the best part of that is with all my childhood friends. That's true. Yeah, it's true. It's a true line, actually. You're listening to Art on the Air with our guest today, Ryan Crum of the Great Crusades on WVLP 103.1 FM and on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM. Well, you have one more song that we, uh, we've uh, previewed, and uh, it's kind of a whole different take on things called Just Fade Away. Give us a little bit of background on that, and we'll take a listen to that one, Brian. Uh-huh. That, that was just some lines that I had been uh, messing around with. Uh, I really liked the line about, you never laughed at my jokes because you didn't think of them first. That was something <laughs> that, that I, just kind of a, not a, it's it's more of a, a loving kind of swipe at a, at, past relationship you know that uh that it's kind of a relationship song song i i should say and uh just kind of tells that story of that that relationship kind of uh was there, de- was there <laughs> depression was there a depression involved in it because that's that line just fade away mm-hmm. it sounds mm-hmm. very much like there was like some sadness or some yeah yeah i guess you could say that i don't want to give away too much about no the, of course not <laughs> the secret behind this song but uh yeah there is definitely an element of that that came into the uh, came into the equation well let's take a listen to that just fade away ryan crumb Can I not remember the day 
Fade Away, Brian Crum on his new solo gig there. Yeah. So, Thank you very so much. Brian, with being musical, um, how, what about the children? Are they are they interested in music? They sometimes are, it happens, they sometimes are. it doesn't. Yeah, my daughter Hazel is uh, quite a songwriter herself, and she uh, has quite a few songs in the can that she's still going to record at some point. Um, she's a very talented singer as well. Uh, my daughter Vivian and my wife Laura. We do every year we do a Christmas album actually and we record about four songs and then we send it out to our family and it's a uh, crumb on home for Christmas. Is <laughs> That's so beautiful. Yeah. And so you mentioned you were in the, in another cover band. You want to hit that real yeah, quick? Soul Daddy is a, a bunch of friends of mine and we're um, started as part of uh, North Park Elementary School actually where Hazel and Vivian, uh, Hazel went to school there and Vivian's still there. Um, so a bunch of the dads, musical dads, got together and formed a, a band. And now one of the moms, uh, Jesse Hotelling, um, is also in the band as well. So she's the sole mommy, I guess. Yeah, but she's she actually also <laughs> sings on uh, some of the solo stuff. That's what the that's the voice that you heard on. Is that just fade away? I was yep. going to ask yes. who was on just fade away. And I should mention that those songs are uh, sort of sneak previews. They're not actually finished. They're all um, rough still being worked on so you just wait till they're finished well real quick as we wrap up here tell us how people can get in touch with you yeah please uh you can go to uh, thegreatcrusades.com or uh you can contact me personally through facebook or instagram or any of the other um, social media channels out there i think is the way pe- people do it these days they sure maybe do. spell spell your name because it's yeah k-r-u-m-m-b-r-i-a-n very good. Well, thank you. That's Brian Crum from the Great Crusades. Uh, so happy to have you on Art of the Air sharing your music from both the Great Crusades and your own solos. Thank you so much, Brian. Really fantastic. Thank, you, thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Art in the Air, and we'd like to thank our guests this week on WVLP 103.1 FM and Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM, our weekly program covering arts and arts events throughout Northwest Indiana and beyond. Art in the Air is heard every Friday at 11 a.m. and rebroadcast Monday at 5 p.m. on WVLP 
Art in the Air streams live at WVLP.org and is rebroadcast on Monday at 5 p.m. Plus is also heard on Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, every Sunday at 7 p.m., also streaming live at lakeshorepublicradio.org and is available on Lakeshore Public Radio's website as a podcast. Our spotlight interviews are also heard Wednesdays on Lakeshore Public Radio. Thanks again to Greg Kovach, WVLP Station Manager, and Tom Maloney, Vice President of Radio Operations for Lakeshore Public Radio. Our theme music is by Billy Foster with a vocal by Renee Foster. Art in the Air is supported by an Indiana Arts Commission Arts Project Grant and the National Endowment for the Arts. Underwriters for Art in the Air, Walt Breidinger of Paragon Investments, and Marilyn Van, Arts Patron. Art in the Air is always looking for financial support. We'd like to thank our current supporters. If you're looking to support Art in the Air, Esther and I especially would invite you to become an underwriter of this program in particular. We have information on our website at breck.com AOTA. You can find out support information there. So don't just be an Art on the Air listener. Become a supporter or underwriter in whatever amount you're able to do so so we continue to bring you this great content and this great local programming. And like I say every week, don't give till it hurts. Give till it feels good. And you'll feel so good about supporting Art on the Air. Information about Art on the Air is available at our website, breck.com AOTA. That's breck, B-R-E-C-H dot com AOTA. That includes a complete show archive, spotlight interviews, plus our show is available on multiple podcast platforms, including NPR One. Please like us on Facebook, Art on the Air, WVLP, for information about upcoming shows and interviews. If you're interested in being a guest or send us information about your arts, arts-related event, or exhibit, please email us at aota at breck.com. That's aota at breck, B-R-E-C-H, dot com, or contact us through our Facebook page. Your hosts were Larry Breckner and Esther Golden, and we invite you back next week for another episode of Art on the Air. Aloha, everyone. Have a splendid week. Express yourself through art. And show the world your heart. Express yourself to art. And show the world your heart. You're in the know with Esther and Larry. Art on the air today. Stay in the know with Larry and Esther. Art on the air our way. Express yourself to art. And show the world your heart, express yourself to art. And show the world your heart, express yourself to art. And show the world.